0: Hello and welcome to the Emerald Games Cast episode 46. My name is Nolan. With me is Joe Biden. <laughs> Whoa, Mr. President elect Joe Biden! H- how are you liking the PS5? I
1: love how does he I love bug snacks.
0: I think he talks in like he's really I... loud, like, I love bug snacks. Yeah, yeah. bug snacks.
1: He's got
2: kind of like a Midwestern accent
0: a little bit. Not me! Bug snacks! I really think that Triffany's a good character! <laughs> Like the American people, they have good character. See, now you're turning into Obama. You're you're
2: tapping into your Obama Uh, in there.
0: I am incapable of doing an impression that doesn't drift into generic. Well, the only thing I can, the only
2: memorable thing I can think of, like the only line I can think of is corn pop, right? Because like, you know, Obama had, uh, let me be clear, like he had different like lines, right? Uh, My fellow Americans. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Fellow Americans.
0: You know, we should also mention the third person talking here is of course, Oh, I, I'm Alex. Hi, how's it going? Yeah. N- Barack Not, Obama. Oh, Barack o- Mr. Biden, Mr. Barack Obama, I'm honored that you've joined me on my video game podcast to talk about your gamer presidency. Yes, hello, this is me, Barack Obama.
1: Hi, Mr. President. Hi, Mr. President. <laughs> it doesn't end. You're the president of the podcast now.
0: I'm the president of the podcast. This is we're, the presidential podcast. We're
1: renaming it Three Presidents.
0: Yes, it's that's like right. It's
1: like the movie The Two Popes.
0: The... Oh, <laughs> Can you imagine the two popes? But it's like the two presidents. It's the same thing. Like Anthony Hopkins plays Trump, that guy that oh, plays. Oh <laughs> my! You think
2: Anthony Hopkins could do Trump? No, no. He's too good.
0: But like, but like, I... he's played psychopaths before, and he's a very versatile actor. But know you and I were talking about this. There's certain people, maybe historically they're too recent that their faces are are they're still like burned into all of our minds. Mm-hmm. Like nobody could play. Nobody can play Obama, right? If yeah. he just Obama looks like Obama.
1: Obama looks like Obama is so hard. I mean Trump they, they were barely played
0: by Brendan Gleeson in The Coney Report for oh, Coney Rule, but it doesn't really work because he just looks like Brendan Gleeson in Trump makeup.
2: They barely got away with uh what's his name? Uh Shot the Quails and his hunting buddy. Uh Dick Cheney. Yeah, they barely got away with Cheney in in whatever that movie was. I'm with, uh, with, him, with, but...
0: with 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 Christian Bale. Yeah. But this is Windham. not
2: a politics cast. This is not even a movie podcast.
0: <laughs> no, but it is a video game podcast. It sure is. There is some presidents being rendered accurately on new hardware, like Ronald Reagan and Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War <laughs> <laughs> on the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X this week because game likers and podcast listeners, it is the ninth generation console launch week. Janelle. You tried to buy a PS5.
1: Nine times. I just guessed. More (laughs) than that. Every day. Every day. Every moment. Every three hours on walmart.com yesterday. See, I'm surprised you
2: guys didn't pre-order it.
1: I tried to pre-order it.
0: Oh, okay. And you weren't able to do that either.
1: It's not happening for me.
0: I think this is a perfect way to set up what I think everyone is talking about with this console launch week experience, which is that the... The vaping. ...hardware was not stocked well. Oh, yeah, that's This is this is we actually talked about this in a story on a previous episode that the ps5 pre-orders were an absolute fiasco well listeners the ps5 and xbox series x launch are no less of a fiasco all three of us have been trying to get consoles like janelle said and we can't even So, like alex you have a history of like, brute-forcing these lines in person. Yeah, like You can so, this year.
2: Well, and the other thing is, I'm not getting it for myself, I'm getting it for my brother, right? Right. Because he did not pre-order it, because he either didn't know or didn't care, and then showed up and was like, I gotta get the PS5 now. So, him, in his last-minute, like, jingle-all-the-way, frantic, Christmas-gift-looking, uh, enlisted me to try to help him out on websites, so... So you
0: would think that with everything being online yeah. that it would be easier to get your hands oh, on. Oh no I wouldn't because you're dealing I see I I would cuz you're 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 not dealing with like a regional stock but I don't know listener bot if you've stands. tried yeah, this spots. or if you'll even have one by the time this goes up but like you go on Walmart and they'll, they'll say okay stock re um, filling at 9 p.m. You go on and you're refreshing at like 8:59 re, it refreshes in half a second. You refresh at 9 it takes 30 seconds to refresh and you get there and it's already out of stock you I got
1: to the payment options and it was out of stock all of a sudden look editors close your ears listeners if you get a ps5 before i do i have a video game podcast you don't you fucking don't give oh, it to please. me now fuck off give it to don't me intimidate now intimidate
0: our listeners what are you doing i love showing contempt for our listeners dude it's one yeah, of my what favorite are you, what activities are you doing
2: Listeners, if you get a PS5
0: before us, we're, I, we're happy for you. I'm happy for you, Blister. I'm, we're, we're happy for you. Janelle is apparently going to be your enemy for some reason. Yeah. But that is not the official stance of the Emerald Gamescast. I see. Let that be clear. I wonder
2: if, especially with coronavirus making things weird, um, I wonder if we'll get restocks before, like, 2021, right? Like, will this just not be here for the holiday um, season?
1: I know GameStop, Nolan called GameStop, and they said that they'd have some at an undisclosed time this month
0: well sony has said that they are going to make sure that there is a restock both before christmas and after christmas in that window but considering that the restocks have been within windows as narrow as days like it'll say check back on november 13th and you come back on november 13th and you, you don't know when to check and by the time you do they're either already gone or they haven't gone up yet Yeah. And these stocks are not lasting for any substantial amount of time. It doesn't seem to me to really mean anything when they say that. Last time I remember it being this bad was the Switch, which makes me wonder, is this just... It makes me wonder, like, is this just the way that it is now? Because I think it's a proven marketing thing that if you create this sort of scarcity marketing, the hype lives on. And I'm kind of wondering um, how much is it, like, an infrastructure issue or is it just happening? I think it's both. Well...
1: I think I've mentioned this before, but, like, I, di- I didn't care about buying the Switch when it came out, so I wasn't around for that, and with, like, the PS4, I didn't buy one until 2015, so my experience with, like, a, a launch period console is my parents buying me a Wii, mm-hmm. and if I remember correctly, my dad spent a lot more than it was worth, like, because people just bought oh, them all yeah, up and he had to, like, yeah. buy it from some guy.
0: Yeah, they were hard to find.
1: Yeah, so this is just, like, the norm, I guess, I hate being an adult right now. It's but it's subs- the norm.
0: Most in my experience, mostly with Nintendo. I, what I remember mm-hmm. when it, with the, with the PS4 launch is that I got my hands on a PS4 no problem. I had it day one. But the thing was, there were no games to play on it because mm-hmm. the games were sold out. But the but in this case, the games are remarkably easy to get your hands on, and the h- hardware itself is not. Um, And I guess what I'm trying to ask, and Alex, it looks like you had thoughts on it. It is—is this just like the way that the market is now, or is this something that is working as a way to dole these out for marketing purposes? I I don't know what the the change is. I think part of it
2: is like they don't have enough. To meet they don't have enough supply to meet demand because of, of COVID. Yeah, of Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Um, they, they just physically are unable to meet the orders. And the other thing the other you is, if you have a big hubbub like that, that draws attention, right?
0: I um, mean, Nintendo knows because Nintendo's been like we've been talking about. They've been the the windows you can download unlimited. Yeah. Like unlimited downloads are unlimited, but they'll still cap them because of because yeah. makes of yeah. want to of Well, I... I you know, I would never buy Fire Emblem NES, but I better. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be gone the, in two weeks. The difference is
2: though that like they're not gonna stop physically making of PS5s. Course. They probably just can't because now is the time they want to get them out. This is the holiday season, uh, for Christmas or Hanukkah or any of the other gift-giving holidays around this time of year, right? This is like priority for them. Uh, so they're probably they're probably also very frustrated with what's going on right now. Um, Not that I'm going to, like, sympathize too much with a massive corporate entity, but, you know, like, I don't think that they intended it to go this far.
0: What's going on? At least their console isn't smoking. What's what's going on here?
1: I won't hate our listeners if they get a PlayStation (laughs) 5 first. But I don't want to hear about
0: it. Okay.
1: Don't email us. So don't tweet Janelle. Don't tweet Janelle. (laughs) Ever. I mean, Joe Biden. Don't tweet Joe Biden. Do not,
0: definitely don't tweet Joe Biden about your PlayStation 5. Well, you guys, one of the PS5 launch games was Bug Snacks. Everybody's talking about, about Bug Snacks. You know,
2: you know Everybody about Bug Snacks. about Bug Snacks.
0: Well, the developer Young Horses was kind enough to provide us with a review code of Bug Snacks, not for PS5 because, like we said, we can't get our hands on PS5, but for.
1: <laughs> so sorry, I don't know what just happened. Uh, you're okay.
0: <laughs> She's coughing up Bug Snacks.
1: Oh, no. Mm, I ate too many bug snacks.
0: You ate too many, ate too many <laughs> toxic bug snacks. Are you okay? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Do you need some You need some herbal soothing bug juice? Ooh, yeah. For your bug throat? Yeah. It'll turn your throat into like a... Into like into a... Into the shape of the juice.
1: It would be a straw for <laughs> one of the soda ones.
0: <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> It would turn your, turn your like, your larynx into a little, literal, like, juice
2: pouch. You know how, like, when a cat swallows a fish in a cartoon, you got, like, the fish bone shape in their throat as they swallow it and make a gulp, like, cartoon gulp sound? Yeah. That would just yeah. be Janelle all the time with, like, the shape of, like, a pizza pizza pasta or something, right? <laughs> pizza
0: pasta. Hmm. Just all all noodles body and, like, meatball eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah. yeah. But Listener, we've, been, we've been playing Bugsnax. If that made no sense to you because Bug Snacks is a really weird video game that came out and um in this game there are bugs that are part snack sn- <laughs> <laughs> there are bugs that are part snack they look like little food with googly eyes that like imagine like a strawberry walking around with its stem for legs and you eat them and then part of your body turns into that snack okay that's So, you'd have like a strawberry arm if you ate the strawberry one. That's the premise of Bug Snacks, and also the basis for a fairly interesting set of like weird esoteric puzzles that branch out of that. And, um, Janelle, you probably have been playing the most bug and most snacks. Out of us. I know you were pretty indifferent towards this game when it was in the lead up to launch, but now that you've had your hands on it, like what what do you think? What is this game? What do you think about it?
1: It's the perfect game. It's perfect. I love bug snacks. I when they announced it, I said on the podcast, and I'll quote If I had a kid'd buy this game, Bug Snacks meant nothing to me. I love Bug Snacks now. Bug snacks mm-hmm. is bug snacks.
0: Okay. What um <laughs> what what do you like about bug snacks?
1: Well, it's made me get fast food twice. Makes me hungry. I like that part about bug snacks, but um dumb jokes aside, I don't know how to talk about bug snacks cuz it's really weird and I don't know what it is that I love about it so much other than that it makes me feel really good and I can't put that into something more if complex. If you're
2: not sure, I can kind of riff off of it with my own take, and then yeah. you can come from there. Please. So, yeah. I mean, if you guys listen to the podcast, and you've been listening to my takes, you know that I'm super into, like, weird, esoteric video games. I love weird video games. I don't like my time to be wasted by, like, normal, boring games. I want something different and weird. Uh, I also really like the prospect of, like, collecting creatures, right? I'm a big Pokemon fan. I grew up playing, like, Zoo Tycoon. Uh, so... You you're gonna have to trust me, when I say in all honesty, that Bug Snacks is not really doing it for me. Ooh, really? Now I, the discussion
0: is gonna be interesting though. Yeah, mm-hmm. so
2: I I was like I'm gonna love Bug Snacks, right? Because this is this game is everything that I like. It's a weird game where you collect goofy little creatures. There's even like goofy little Muppet characters that you play as and interact with. Grumpuses. Grump- yeah, they're Grumpuses. I, th- I think
1: they're like otters, kind of. No, they're
2: sesame. They're sesame
0: just, like, Jim Henson-looking Muppet types. Yeah, yeah.
1: They're me of little otters.
2: They are Sesame Street monsters called Grumpuses. They're fuzzy, and they have, like, the way that their mouths move and everything. But this game is really charming, but it's just... First of all, it goes on way too long. This game really starts to drag for a while. Um, and a lot of the puzzles, which started out really fun, start to feel like a chore, and they stop feeling like hmm. something that you can mm. logically figure out, like... Some of them, it's really fun to like piece it together, and I'm not saying you have to make puzzles like easy or like make sense, but it certainly helps if they make a little bit
0: more sense. You're sort of getting that like classic adventure game. I'm vibe getting where so, the solutions a little out of whack. Yeah,
2: See? I'm getting so bored of solving bug snack puzzles because you don't get a very you have a pretty limited set of tools. You have like a a little like trap that like. Well,
0: for re- Real quick, for reference, yeah, yeah. we talked about how you eat the snacks and they become part of your body. That's, like, the lore premise, but the character that you're playing as doesn't eat bug snacks. That doesn't factor in. What it is is that the objectives of the game, just so, like, you don't totally have no idea what we're talking about, relate to characters in the game asking you to catch certain bug snacks. So mm-hmm. they'll be, like... I need to. For one example, there's a character wants to cross a desert, but he's worried that the, his his feet will get burned on the hot sand. So he's like, "I want you to catch the popsicle bug snacks, and then popsicles, big popsicles, the popsicles, and, and, popsicles. Then the popsicle, the popsicle, yeah. and then feed it to me, and then we'll turn my feet into popsicles, and then I'll be able to walk <laughs> across the sand and I won't get hurt." So you need to figure out how to catch the bug snacks, mm-hmm. but all of them have little quirks. So, so the like pops- the popsicle yeah. will aggro you. And so you, you you need to figure out how to stun it and put it in a trap. Well, he's but also cold. If you, cold. That, if right, you get too will, close to him, he'll freeze you. So you have to figure out how to
2: warm him up so that you yeah, can catch so
0: him. Yeah, so say there's, like, a different bug snacks that is on fire. You can, like, set yourself on fire and then bump into the bobsicle that will, like, deactivate its coldness and then you can get it to be stunned. Mm-hmm. Or you could, like, lure it to some... Uh, something hot by using like something that it likes stuff like that so it's it reminds me of like i know this is weird but it kind of reminds me of like pokemon snap yeah i see that but with 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 interaction
1: see i like the really complicated puzzles and i was a little i wasn't let down at first because i thought it was cute but the early puzzles are very basic and so i'm glad to be at a point that gets frustrating now because when we do figure it out it's really satisfying and I will say that last night Nolan was reading an article, I think, about PC how... gamer. <laughs> a PC gamer article about bug snacks, and it mentioned that um, it's definitely a game that is enhanced by playing it with another person.
2: Yeah. I believe and that. And
1: I can definitely see it being a lot less enjoyable if I were playing it by myself.
2: My my biggest problem with the puzzles isn't that they're like too easy or too hard, it's that a decent amount of them are kind of just like I don't ever get an aha moment I do once in a while and that's great but a lot of them just feel like either you're going through the motions or you have to do some obtuse thing that doesn't make any sense right hmm. uh, so I, don't think
1: I agree but I, I get what you're saying for sure
2: yeah the, the, the bugging and snacking part the bug snacks part is starting to really wear thin on me it's overstaying its welcome what's really keeping me going though is the other characters in the game Mm -hmm. who are all amazing. They are so much fun. They all sound incredible, like wonderful voice acting.
0: Um, The Grumpuses, despite being these colorful Muppet caricatures, and they really are caricatures. I think that each of them occupy a kind of archetype. You have like the teenage gossip girl. You have the new age spiritualist. You have the sort of like, old conservative farmer you have the archaeologist science like all this stuff but despite their caricature appearance and like archetype they're they're very very human and very interesting and very flawed a lot of the game revolves around the grumpuses having insecurities that your quests revolve around kind of sort of medicating like You're getting a bug snack for someone to make his biceps bigger because he wants to move something off the ground, but it's not as basic as that. He wants to do it because he wants to prove to himself that he can help his partner, you know. And he's trying to do something impossible, so he thinks, oh, maybe if I get this bug snack, I can get it. So all of the side quests, you're learning about the people in this town, and then the plot's broken up by, like, these Red Dead 2-style parties where you get the town back together and you sort <laughs> yeah. of see what's happening in everyone's life yeah yeah it's a very like it's a very narrative game
2: i did not expect a fraction of the characterization that i got in this game and they're all amazing like every character Absolutely. is super fun to talk to and interesting yeah. and it I, I i'm surprised and that's my favorite thing about the game right by like mm-hmm. by a long shot i'm sick of bug snacks but i'm gonna keep playing the game and keep collecting bug snacks so i can find out more about these characters because they're wonderful
1: None of us have beaten the game yet. We're very close. But my theory is that bug snacks are evil. I've been saying that since day one. Bug snacks are evil. You turn uh, into a bug snack.
2: The bug or, snackification process. Or they eat
1: <laughs> wumpuses. Or whatever. Wumpuses? I, uh, grumpuses. Grump, grumpuses.
0: I have theories too, but I'm going to save them for we, the hypothetical bug snacks Spoiler cast. <laughs> We're not gonna have a bug snack spoiler cast. I'm sorry, no. Okay, one. That's not happening.
1: You're not. We're gonna have our own bug
0: snacks <laughs> right. spoiler cast. I know that it sounds like there's a segue brewing in here, but I want to counterpoint to you, Alex, yeah. because I adore bug snacks. I know Janelle, you already said you love bug snacks, but I love bug snacks. Young horses, I think you did a damn good job because what Alex is saying is not wrong in that this game doesn't necessarily allow for a lot of player creativity. It doesn't have a lot of, like, emergent solutions. It's it's kind of like um, Game Maker's Toolkit called this lock-and-key design. Absolutely. Which is basically you're just finding the but, square peg that goes in the square hole. But, but-
2: it's not lock-and-key design. It's lock-and-fork design. Most of the time I feel like I'm trying to work around the limitations of the game. Like, I had to collect a fire scorpion. The fire scorpion lights the, yeah. Lights, yeah. lights your box on fire. So, logically, you have to get it out of the fire. One of them is standing right over a puddle of water. So yeah. it makes sense in my brain to get it in the net, bring the net towards you, and soak it in the water to put the fire out. But that doesn't ever work.
1: Well, because you have to... See, my first train of thought with it is, like, use the sauce that it likes to lure it over to the pond.
0: Yeah. It doesn't go in the pond. It doesn't leave the wall, though. It doesn't need to go in the pond because the area of effect for your trap needs to go out on a dry land, but you put it in the water mm-hmm. so that when it catches it, the trap closes in the water. I actually solved it by releasing the trap in the air. Like, I used the lunch pad, to, which is like a bouncer, mm-hmm. listener, and I launched it at the scorpion, caught it in midair, and it bounced off the cliff into the puddle of water. Mm-hmm. And then there was a different one where it was further away in the sizzling sands area where I used sauce to lure it onto the lunch pad. And had the lunch pad aimed so that it fired the scorpion into the lake, which mm-hmm. then had a trap waiting for it there. And you can freeze time in between all this. You open your radial wheel and time well, will freeze, yeah, so you yeah. can think it through. Like, it's not a mechanic, but it's a workaround. So
2: I, it sucks because there's more that feel obtuse and not fun, and a lot of them have that same loop. There's a decent amount of bug snacks yeah. that are on fire. Um, decent amount of. Them I think that, that, that are the frozen. elemental
0: bug snacks are like the most annoying part of the game. Well,
2: general, they wouldn't be annoying if there were different ways to solve them. It's always just bring them to a wet place or a warm place. And then, yeah. you know, like, I think my favorite bug snack so far is the, I figure what they call it. The, uh, the Mexican food, uh, uh, praying mantis. Yeah. Because there's like five different ways to solve it. You could have the scorpion attack it and then break it apart into smaller bug snacks. You could drag it into the water to bring it not on fire you could have it fight the baked potato scorpion. Um like like there's just so many different ways to do it. Actually adapt.
1: I don't like the potatoes.
0: The baked potatoes ended up for me being the solution to like fifty yeah, percent of it's... every yeah. bug like you just you're just like, will it die if I hit it with the baked potato? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every and, time.
2: And, and and that's really cool. I love the little like little bits of like doing different things, right? Because so much of bug snacks feels like it's the same. Gameplay loop. You have a very limited set of tools that I feel like really start to wear thin after a while. It's like I want to see, I want to see different weirder bug snacks.
0: You're not necessarily wrong, and that's what I was getting to say. Is mm. that I, I agree the game has a lock and key sort of design, or lock and fork as you put it, or whatever, yeah. and that it's a bit janky too. But I am so enamored by the creativity of just what the basic like verb of the game is that I don't really mind that it's not being developed on so much because as as it's as a, a very first go around for like this concept by this dev I think that it it's a short game I mean like you said it dragged on and and, and I can from one perspective, the game should have been right, half the length
1: we, I don't agree with that at all I think
0: that for most people this game will be two or three sittings so it it depends like what you think mm-hmm. is a general length I say this game is like what maybe like 10 hours maybe less than I that i mean i'm like yeah. six hours in and i'm at like the final area so see i think that's i think that's that's pretty reasonable but yeah. i but i don't blame you for thinking that it's not because that it's is like a pretty well big ask.
2: it's it's i think it's a bigger ask to ask for more content so sure. like you know i'm sure i'm you know and i don't want to like discredit the devs because i think they did make a really interesting game but i think it just doesn't like i said it doesn't do it for me right that's, so i think it makes yeah. more sense to rather like you know get out while you're ahead rather than drag out and like stretch it out as long as possible
0: see i i I find the gameplay very satisfying um i would want it it seems to me a springboard for a really great sequel i think if you took a this might be way over ambitious but like if i'm imagining a game like bug snacks with this sort of ecosystem of different animals running around that all interact with one another And then, like, a light version of sort of the chemistry that a game like Breath of the Wild uses. Where everything is interactive on itself in, like, a recursive way. That could be a really, really fascinating um, type of thing. And I think that because this game has, like, a small team and a small budget, it doesn't... Like, unfortunately, the standard's already been set so high. But for me, I guess what I'm saying is just looking at this game as, like, its own self-contained thing... And and like accepting that there's a limitation to what it can do, and then just sort of going in the space of like playing in that limitation, I find it very fun. I find it not a very challenging game, but it's 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 a really enjoyable game, and it's gotten a lot of time for me and Janelle to go like, what do you think we do with this noodleable monster? Like, oh, what if I tried this? And,
2: and um, I I will say and just also... really quick, you mentioned it being a a small team. I I don't know how it looks on PS4, but I'm playing it on PC. It looks really, really nice. There's a lot of, like, over-detail, I feel like, right? Like, I'm surprised they didn't lean into the uh, the uh, Sesame Street aesthetic, right? Hmm. Like, make everything look a little goofier. Instead, you have, like, fairly detailed, like, grass textures and, like, a weather system. I almost... This is completely tinfoil hat theory here, but I almost wonder if they were approached by Sony and were like, hey, can you, can you like soup this game up to make it look nice on our console? Or if there was some sort of... Or maybe that was an afterthought that Young Horses had. It was like, hey, maybe we can make this look like a flagship game on the next-gen consoles. So
1: I mean, I don't agree with anything that you've said. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I especially don't agree with that because I feel like the... The trees and the rocks and the bridges and the water and the lava all do look cartoony. It's not like you're playing modded Skyrim with Sesame Street characters. Sure. I think the whole game does look really cartoony. Um, so I don't agree with that, and I, I think that's a stretch, but you're valid.
2: I just wish they went Something into it a little more, you know? Like, tap into that sort of, like, homemade, like, like a and TV set aesthetic.
1: Sure. Um, I also disagree with the length because I think that, like Alex said earlier, all of the characters are really charming. And I feel like at the point we're at with the game now, not only have I gotten to know the characters, but I've gotten to really, like, develop how I feel about them. And I've gotten to see them, like, grow closer towards each other. And um, that's sick. (laughs) And we should mention that the representation in that game is incredible. It is. It is, yes, yeah.
2: There are a couple There's of non-binary
0: good. characters. There are several queer characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I think is is a, a beneficiary of the like Muppet style is that the game can do identity representation in a really interesting way. Like you can't you can't look at a Grumpus and glean their identity based off of like a preconceived notion of what a Grumpus is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. this is a pink Grumpus with a baseball cap on. That's not a character in the game, but, like, that's just an example. And you have to talk to them, and you get to learn about their identity and who they are and what they identify as. And that is... It works really well. Mm -hmm. It doesn't ever feel like the character is going to, like subvert your expectations or something you're just learning about these these like minds yeah. and people it, it, and so it, i mean they it, do have v- that. very base
2: level like oh this person is wearing a mayor sash they're the mayor this person has a farmer's hat this person has scientist goggles you know but, it's like... it's
0: really more of like a it's more of like a societal role yeah. than an identity though yeah like, this yeah. one's a farmer and it has like a masculine voice but then you learn that he's like very uh, vulnerable, and he deals with issues of stubbornness and all this stuff. And I mean, mm-hmm. very it's not surprisingly, that regular much sure writing could base. do. But it, they, they, they take the opportunity and run with it. Is what I'm saying. There's... I'm
1: going to quote the game directly. There's a moment where one of the characters says, "You don't know anything about love. That's why your wife left you." Yeah! Oh.
0: Holy shit!
2: I remember that.
1: That game gets really yeah. brutal sometimes. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, or man. there's
0: there's the one where the Salesman is like having an existential moment of vulnerability. And he goes, you don't think I don't know I'm a scumbag? You don't think I've tried everything else? You think I like being a scumbag? Yeah. Everything I do, I lose that. So why don't I try a little harder to get ahead? Yeah, he, he, like he went yeah. to the Bug
2: Snacks Island because he desperately wanted a way out of his dead-end salesman job, right? Where he works yep. on commission. He wants to do something that makes him happy and like changes his life, and he gets really frustrated himself.
0: And it's, it's, or like the town doctor deals with anxiety because they feel like they're not commonly needed. Like, most people, I don't know if this is the specific reason, but you get to see them deal with like these people are coming back with just like scratches and cuts, mm-hmm. and everyone is being useful, and they're just like, N- I'm, I'm doing nothing. There's so many things like that that you don't expect. I think the game actually works really well if you think that this is a game you would just buy for your kids, and then you go in and you're like, "I, I never expected yeah. this to have so much to say to me." Yeah.
2: Also,
1: the, the music's incredible, and the bug snacks are really, really so cute. They're very good. There's
2: some very good bug snack designs. I'm a there's, big fan not of. Not only cute. are
0: the bug snacks so cute, there's so much hilarious, subtle humor yeah. with them, like. There's a puzzle early on where one of the characters goes, See if you can find out what my favorite bug snacks <laughs> is with your investigative journalistic techniques. And you go in her cave and there's just like a chalk drawing of a hot dog on her wall. And hearts around <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little hearts <Right>. around it.
1: <laughs> what are your guys' favorite bug snacks?
2: Ooh. In terms of like my favorite, like designed bug snacks? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a tough one. Oh God, I, I I really really like the uh. Oh, what is it? There's a uh, I don't. Okay, <laughs> I saw. I don't know if you guys have seen this yet. In the woods, in the mountains, there is a very human shaped bug snack that is composed comprised of many other pieces of bug snacks. Is that like the like the cryptid? I wonder if that's about? like a Bigfoot bug snack. Well.
1: We haven't seen that. I tried to no, get a picture haven't. of it and then
2: it dug itself underground and went away.
0: But we did see a newspaper in one of the houses where mm-hmm. it said, like, new, like, strange cryptid sighted in New Grump City. Yeah. And it looked like a silhouette of a human. Oh, I haven't seen that one. That's great. Correct me. I think it's in Befica's room. I'll, I'll have to check yeah. that out. That's really what good. What about one. you? You have a favorite one?
1: I have a few favorite. It's all the cutest ones. I love the fried egg. Oh,
0: the fried the fried egg is one of my favorite puzzles. Also, that so entire section cute. is good. Me too. That Though I will really say, good. why does why do you use fire to break because, open the eggshell?
1: Well, you well you anything can break fried, open the eggshell. Like, it cooks
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. You can also okay. just have yeah. the uh,
2: what's it called the baked potato hit it and then ah. Yeah. Mm. Oh
1: yeah. There's mm. the little cherry one in the last area. Ooh. Cheery. Cheery. That one's really good. Um. I like the hamburger ones. They annoy me, but oh, they're the so hamburger cute. ones are great.
2: Yeah.
1: And um, last but not least, I forgot.
0: Mama Melon. Mama Melon. Oh, Mama Melon. Ma- Mama Melon. Mama Mowin That's not right. us, baby talking. That's the name. That's how it's of the bug snacks. No, we
1: baby talk on this podcast. Mama Melon. <laughs>
0: Melon. My favorite hands down is barbecue bunger. Hands down.
1: He's so Barbecue Bunger
0: is such a little love. He loves you deeply. He loves you sincerely. He'll never let you go. Oh, I, I like I
1: love the sweetie flies. Too. I
0: like Ribblepeed also. The Ribblepeeds are really cool. Ribble I pig. like how when you catch a ribblepeed, which by the way, listener, it's literally like a rack of ribs you catch <laughs> Ribblepeed and the person you caught it for bites into it and they're like, huh. It only looks like it has bones. It's the same texture all the way through. Ugh. That was just a goddamn revelation to me. <laughs> all of these things are like gummies. Yeah. It's disgusting when you think about it. We
1: were talking in depth last night about like the realities of eating a bug snack and it was pretty nasty.
0: None of the characters the bug the bug snack limbs, they don't go away. Yeah. Like what how how far do you go there's gotta be some sort of like into nightmare this nightmare horror. until you simply cannot consume one more bug snacks without losing your entire well, self. there's a character that well, addresses
2: that in game yeah
0: mm-hmm. they try and cut off the well spoiler territory here so <laughs> let's, let's probably not do that but
2: yeah we'll save that for the spoiler tips,
0: uh, <laughs> look uh so the official what official review is
1: is Alex is wrong it's great wait next do, story I guess
0: it's like a two stars out of three thing then I, you know, two two thumbs up. Out I of did three. say <laughs> I don't think this game is bad.
2: I just think that there's a lot of stuff about this game that I don't like. Like I said in the beginning, it's not doing it for me, but
0: clearly sure. it's doing it for you guys and it's doing it for a lot yeah. of people. Would you love? What not? Love's a strong word. Would you be interested in a bug snacks too? Absolutely, absolutely. I'm very curious to see, and I'm very curious to like you know,
2: finish the game. You know, like, me too. Yeah. Me too.
1: Oh, bug snacks. Everyone's talking about, about the
0: dual snacks. snacks. I want to play it in the DualSense so I can feel I wanna, the bugs wanna and wanna feel the snacks. I want to pick up
1: a, one of the s'mores ones and burn my hands.
0: <laughs> I'm already getting to the point where, like, I was playing Dirt Rally 2 this morning and I went over a patch of dirt and my controller vibrated and I was like plebeian shit. This is nothing. This is nothing. <laughs> this is, <laughs> You've is never nothing. Even the <laughs> I want to pick I up know. a baked this potato and have my, uh, my controller just sort of like melt from the inside.
1: When you talk to Richard Nixon in Call of Duty, your your Isn't it, PlayStation it starts. Oh yeah, well when you talk to Ron, uh, Ronald Nixon, Ron, oh my god, it starts recording you. Fuck! I forgot I was right. That's the guy who owns
0: McDonald's, like right? He's a clown. What? I like how. Okay, I just want to say really quick, the call. Listener, you gotta go watch the Call of Duty Cold War trailer because it is so. That game is so raw, raw america jingoistic but the trailer every single line of dialogue they pulled seems to imply this neutral stance on the conflict but it's so like they're
2: trying gossamer
0: thin it's like like there's a line where the character with their like bulging muscles and their super macho american aviator glasses like goes he's got a scarred up face there there is no truth it's only who you believe and then it cuts to, like, a helicopter flying over Vietnam, and someone goes, this whole war was a lie! <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, no, nope, call it Activision, Treyarch, Sledgehammer, Raven, Infinity Ward, whichever one of you is making this one, <laughs> nobody is buying that you don't have a take yeah, come on, on the Cold War. Come on. Come on. That's my, that's my... But my, enough about bug
2: snacks. Rant.
0: Yes? I said, no, I was just making a
2: joke, because, you know, there's no snacks Cold War, but it'd be kind of funny if they were just, like, a Cold War. Oh, Bugsnax can you imagine? War. World Destroy War Bug Snacks. <laughs> they They fly the, uh, the, the giant pizza, the giant, like, Mothra pizza. Yeah. Into over, like, uh, yeah. Alright.
0: you yeah, want to talk about some news. some news? We got some news. da da ba da ba da It's the Games Cast News. <clears throat> Janelle.
1: What? You
0: ever <laughs> played Roblox? Rock, no. excuse you. It's called Roblox. Roblox, Janelle. Do you know the famous? Oof. Can you oof. can you demonstrate for me the famous Roblox noise? Oof. Alex, oof. can oof. can you can you? It's it's oof. it's a pitched up
2: Minecraft. Oof. oof.
0: You sound you sound like a little like puppy barking. <laughs> Your cat's gonna freak out. Oh, she's already on it. <laughs> well, if you know that noise, oof. the the Roblox oof, Roblox oof. And you live in the United Kingdom. Prepare to cough up some pounds, eh. specifically seventy-six pence fractions of a pound, for that sound in your Roblox game. If listener. you're
1: making a game in the platform, yes. Mm. Not if you're playing Roblox. Right, Rob Roblox. Yeah, because Blocks.
0: <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> a man way back in the day. My father was Mister Blocks. Call me Rob. A Robert man Roblox. named Tommy Talarico, present-day chief executive of Intellivision, uh, made a game way back in the day called Messiah that has an oof sound. That's pretty.
1: Is that not
0: allegedly pretty similar to the Roblox oof?
1: Is this not Half-Life?
0: This is not Half-Life. I know. Okay, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna pre- I'm gonna say that I got it. And, uh, he, he's, he's doing a litigation. He's doing a litigation and he is going to get the rights to create like a sound effect kit for Roblox now. So you can still use the sound in the game, but it costs money now. And that's, this is so <laughs> that's, that's fucking funny.
2: <laughs> it's such a funny
0: story, right? Cause like, you can buy it with Robux is if that helps Yeah, you get yeah. some context.
2: It's hysterical. Like, there's no, like... This, like, sound is so, like, so, so, like, memed out of existence. And it kind of reminds me of... Remember when the guy who played Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was going to sue uh, Epic over him using his dance? It reminds me of this, but if his
0: suit actually filed and if it worked, right? There's a great quote in the article that can either be read as funny or tragic, (laughs) where Tommy... Tolerico says, quote, it's kind of funny to think that out of all the things I've done in over my 32 years in the video game industry, that for a new generation of video game players, I'm now just known as the oof guy.
2: How much do you want to bet that this is... No
1: one knows you at all. Yeah,
2: how much do you want to bet this is just because Intellivision is, like, seeing the writing on the wall? And remember how they're launching their own console? Yeah. Yeah, this is them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you don't have to lie. It's okay. Uh, I'm not okay. Well, Intellivision is launching their own console. Um, they're working with the Earthworm Jim guy, who's a fucking scumbag. That dude sucks, um, and it's not gonna do well, like because not the people are not in the market for the marketing. is a family console. I don't know if you've seen any Nintendo console or the launch lineup for the like PS5, especially with Bug Snacks and like the the robot game, like. All this to say, I think he knows that he's not going to make a lot of money off of his 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 dumb little television console and yeah. is yeah. instead deciding to litigate, you know, what they're pretty big now but like like an indie company,
0: you know. Mm-hmm. That 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 being said, I don't I don't want to I don't want to like have this story be a diss on Tommy Talarico who if you go look at his discography, he he was he was a sorry i knocked my cup over he was a sound designer and a composer for just ton tons of games from from the 90s to like what on the wikipedia page it says even as recent as 2012 he cameoed he the in hit. a game but
1: he did the hit snoopy versus the red baron
0: he sure did no he wrote soundtrack for a port of another world which tim rogers said in the insert credit manifesto was the greatest game of all time he since rescinded that but it counts still
1: i don't like that game
0: yeah, Another and, 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 and
1: mm-hmm.
0: in any case, the guy's done a lot. And if you look at the personal life fec- section of his page, it says he collects balsamic vinegar. So I'm gonna say Ooh. Tommy Tolerico, I know you is the guy who collects balsamic vinegar. That's if you don't want to be no. the oof sound guy. That's what I'll say. Yo. you are now. According to the L.A. Times, acor- and this is in the Wikipedia, this is from Wikipedia also. Direct quote: It says, according to the L.A. Times, his house in San Juan. Capistrano, looks as if a 12-year-old with a huge bank account went wild, including a life-size Indiana Jones, several Star Wars characters, and a statue of Merlin.
1: Men only want one <laughs> thing, and yada yada yada.
2: Well, he is yeah. disgusting, because he keeps working with like transphobic assholes to, to produce his shitty little budget console that's not going to go anywhere. Wait, is that, is that connected to the television thing? Yeah, uh, the uh, Earthworm Jim guy, I'm blanking on his name all of a sudden. Um, which yeah. is fine because no, it's Max something. he's like an actual, like, transphobic Max. scumbag. And they are working closely with him to make a Earthworm Jim game exclusively for their new Intellivision console. Ah. Uh, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying earlier.
1: Yeah.
2: So I don't have a lot of sympathy <laughs> for this guy for other reasons, but also,
0: like, it's such a
2: weird, like, way to go about this, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How about, the, how about the weird, like, implications of, of this in other games? The idea of some innocuous sound file or song being, like, litigated on in the future because games now can be updated perpetually? I know we've talked about it before, but you know how Kojima took advantage of Sony owning all this music to just put tons of songs in Death Stranding? Yeah. What, what... This came up with Tony Hawk, too. What yeah. happens when those licenses expire? Yeah. What what happens to that part in Death Stranding where you hear low roar when you come over the hill? What if someone comes out and says, like, I'm I'm copywriting that oof sound. Yeah, like, it, that, it's, Kojima. it
2: sucks. I mean, like, you know, even as little as, like, songs getting pulled from in-game radio stations in, like, the GTA games or whatever, right? Like, that sucks. Like, the, the art that you... Are consuming is not going to be the same anymore because you have to deal with like, corporatism. Um,
0: Yeah. So we. I wasn't playing Roblox anyway. That's fine. I was. We got like forty-five minutes. Yeah, there we go. Solid. Five. Alex. Yes. Janelle. You've played like solid five.
1: You know what, Alex? What? We learned today that what was the percentage of people that haven't gotten as far as we have on? that game.
0: Hang on, this is going to be a story, but I'm still oh. upset. No, I, I I know what you're talking about. There's an achievement in Metal Gear Solid 5, which is relevant to the upcoming story, that is for clearing chapter 6, where you get the honeybee, mm-hmm. and according to the trophy stats, it is held by 45.8% or somewhere thereabout of players. So wow. how did you
1: tell me last week by the that way, I don't like... get to pick that as my game of the year? <laughs> also, you haven't even finished that game.
0: That listener is like maybe if you're playing the game slow it's like less than 10 hours into the game but if you're playing it mission to mission it's a lot sooner than that oh, so that, okay, that's that's okay. not very far I
2: okay i thought there were more missions i thought you were i thought you were trying to say that like cuz no, nobody like, games anymore no it's so like it's like the
0: first that mission's the first time that you see the main antagonist of the first part oh, of that game okay, it's the first time yeah. you encounter skullface and like it, 45% of people crossed that mark. It's kind of wild to me. But anyway. Yeah. Someone... <laughs> I there thought we were going to talk. There is a company called Open Bionics that makes prosthetic arms, among other things, for differently abled people who need those. And uh, they recently partnered with Konami, which is not unprecedented. They've partnered before with Marvel and with Disney. They Have, have they? Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there, there's prosthetic arms on their website themed after BB-8 and ones themed after Frozen. All I'm seeing uh, is Deus Ex, uh, and they have a, like an Iron Man one. Oh, got, here we go. Yeah,
2: those are arms. I see,
0: I see. Yeah, yeah. So this this company has done a fair amount of these prosthetic arm uh, customizations. What they do is the the, the arm itself is not like you're you're dedicating yourself to an Iron Man arm when you buy it. You're getting the arm and then there's 3D printed like kind of swap out plates that you can purchase from them that are compatible with it. So, they partnered with Konami to create one of Venom Snake's arm from Metal Gear Solid 5. It's like an official MGS Five Arm. It's called. Well, they're all called a Hero Arm. They're all called that. But this is the. This is the. Yeah. It's interesting because their
2: target demographic, if you couldn't tell from the uh, the Disney and the Marvel stuff, is is kids, right? It's to like give kids, you know, prosthetic arms that they can use, and if they either physically or otherwise grow out of them, like you can swap out the plates or maybe even upgrade to a new arm because it's. This is. I, I remember hearing about this years ago. It's really really difficult because you know kids grow and eventually a, an arm size for a child will not match an arm size for an adult.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: so that's a that's a weird market to to tackle. Um, but these are marketed towards adults. You have a snake one and a uh, Adam Jensen one from Deus Ex. Yeah. Um, I think what's really cool about the Venom Snake one though is that it Venom Snake in that game is is an amputee, and that's like a major theme of that game. So it's not just like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to slap a brand on this. It's, there's a little bit of thought put into this.
0: Yeah. It, and it's it's really well made, too. I mean, like, obviously we can't review this, but it <laughs> yeah. looks really high quality. Um, it actually, I know that this is, is not some crazy coincidence, but even the basic ones that don't have the faceplate actually do remind me of that live action Deus Ex Human Revolution trailer uh, where they show yeah. the prosthetic arm.
2: It's, it's pretty wild. They're They're pretty cool. They got the model to look like yeah. a cool like streetwise snake too. It's actually pretty sick.
0: Yeah, he he looks rad. He's 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 putting on these like JF Ray sunglasses in one of the pictures, making him look like. Uh, the part in the game when you give the sunglasses to Miller mm-hmm. and he slips them on he's got
2: his scarf and his jacket and he's standing behind like a giant, some sort ah. of industrial like metal thing in the background yeah there's this one the where he's gear? like
0: <laughs> Metal Gear there's this one where he's standing under like part of a bridge with his hand up looks like MGS2 in the beginning over the Hudson yeah It's very cool. It's very cool. I I think that I would wonder if you get that arm, if you're, like, going to have a problem, though, where people just constantly, quote, Metal Gear at you whenever you have it on
2: I mean I think what's so cool about it is that it's not like overtly
0: recognizable (laughs) were you gonna say what a a curse like what a curse oh no you already do that what a woe woe is me to live my entire life in enjoyment and bliss yeah so now you already have to suffer through that all the time with Nolan so it's fine
2: that's true
0: that's true I'm basically a Metal Gear Solid quote factory yeah (laughs)
1: um another news 2016 (laughs) Can we move on to that?
0: Another <laughs> news. 2016?
1: 2016. 2016 was the worst... You're a little late. ...year in recent American history. Okay. But some games came out that year. And I know your guys' hmm. picks for games of 2016.
0: Oh, do you? Tell the listeners what we yeah. do. Tell them what we do.
1: We talk about the best games of every year since 1995, not since 90, 1995 but starting
0: with <laughs> we talk about one year every episode and we've been um we started 1995 we're now at 2016
1: getting a little nervous hmm. we're really catching up <laughs> that's a little <coughs> nerve wracking but i know your guys is alex i think yours might be pokemon go
2: well shit i was gonna i thought you were gonna say doom or firewatch
1: nope. and nolan's is valhalla so.
2: Wow, well, <laughs> thanks, the show, thanks, listener. Thanks, Janelle. There you go. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, you're, you're welcome. No, I think, oh. I think Pokemon Go is, is, is a legitimately good video game. It was not only really cool when it came out, I think it has still consistently stayed one of the most interesting and innovative games out there. And I know it's, like, no longer the cool thing, but give it a shot if you got a phone and cell service, because I think it still I mean, holds yeah, up.
1: You still play it
2: all the time, right? Not like, all the time. Not as much as it is. It's a hassle to go out and do anything now.
1: Yeah, but like theoretically if it weren't you would probably still be playing. Oh
2: yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, I was one of those people who only played it for that like week. Like the week of Pokemon Go to the polls. But
0: um
1: (laughs) But I thought it was cute. It was fun. My mom got into the habit of like cheating and like making her location look Uh, like she was in other places and she would text me like, I'm in San Francisco catching Pokemon (laughs) So that's good, I guess. That'll get
0: her banned. That's not that's not allowed. I know. I still, I still don't understand that because this, there's not. You have to like I mean, hack like, the game, like cur- crucify me here. But Pokemon Go doesn't have game like there's no gameplay except for moving around the world. So what do you what are you doing? Well, don't You're, cities
1: like, have more Pokemon?
0: They I mean, yeah.
2: If if there's more cell area, there's hmm. more Pokemon. Depending on different parts of the world, there's different Pokemon. So like the it's the, it's
0: based off of it's based off of foot traffic. Like how yeah. many phones go through a street? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So its population is the biggest metric, yeah.
1: Yeah, and for someone who lives in Springfield, Oregon, yeah. I'm sure it's not getting a ton. For yeah.
2: That. Also, if so. they want to get like a kangas gone, then they'd
0: have to go to Australia. They're out of luck. That's true, Wait, yeah. listener. When I was studying overseas and Alex came to visit me, the only thing he talked about for that's at least not one day true. was no, I'm I'm hyperbolizing for effect, but one of the major concerns i am going to say in the top ranking tier of concerns is how he could get the regional pokemon is a farfetch i don't even remember what it was farfetch'd is only
2: in uh, asia yeah oh yeah and i it's got like i finally leak. got a farfetch'd we were in some like anime store somewhere and i got a farfetch'd not in any of the like parks we went to or like any of the like museums or anything like that in like <laughs> this like dinky little anime ass store that we found a
0: far fetched <laughs> in the corners. Dinky little anime ass store. Yeah. Nolan. Can you imagine. What? Just like oh. a- opening a shop in Japan named that, but like written in English. <laughs> Dinky like, little yeah. anime ass store. Dinky little anime. I wonder how store. that would do. Like, you think people would Come like. Come on in. Yeah. Like, notice or care. Uh, who, who knows? Who knows?
1: Nolan, talk about yours.
0: Um. Well, I do love Valhalla. Valhalla's a great game. I. I'm not entirely sure I'd say Valhalla is the best game Ooh, of 2016. Janelle but I'd was say wrong. It's, it's, it's pretty damn close up there. And uh, I'm going to be honest, I don't know off the top of my head like all of the games that I played in 2016. So there's a huge chance that some have just slipped my mind. Pretty good year for video games, honestly. It was but that year. was the year that Persona 5. Came out. I can finally say that uh, and not be wrong. Yeah, um, that's a great been, game.
1: You live in North America.
0: North Did it come out in, out in 2017 over 2017. here? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I didn't live in North America when it came out. Did you buy it in Japan? No, I looked at posters ah. on the street. Ah. Okay. I'm a chanel on this. Yeah. You guys have been, you guys have been suppressing my right to talk about Persona Five for like <laughs> three episodes. You've been trying now. to cheat
2: your way into f- talking about Persona talk Five. About
1: for
0: one hour next week that that's not gonna be a good episode
2: call no one <laughs> the the grand old persona five party because he just keeps trying to cheat his way into putting this in the list
0: political <laughs> joke what if the gop did have sequels what if they were like hey that trump stuff that was crazy that was like community season four the original creators are back it's <laughs> gop five now trump two. <laughs> we make, get even crazier we're gonna we're going to constantly lampoon how crazy that was. We're going to lampshade it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to break the fourth wall. Our next candidate is going to come on stage and all he's going to say is my policy platform is whoa, that was wacky. What <laughs> happened last time around? That was crazy. I'm not that guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, that was kind <laughs> of Joe Biden. That, that was Joe Biden's policy. Know? Was at least I'm not that guy. We're getting too hey. political. Too many politics. No politics in my video games.
0: <laughs> my my policy platform is, whoa, you better be careful with what you're saying there, pal. That's a little bit too extreme. No Let's Come tone on. it down a notch here. Can't we all get along? Speaking of video games, it's like Democracy 3. You got to appeal to all the sliders. Keep them in the middle. Never go too far to one side. You'll cause yourself problems. That's called spreading yourself too thin. Hey, Janelle, what okay. was your game of 2016?
1: We don't even know what Nolan's
0: is. Oh, yeah, it's we Valhalla. don't. It's oh, it, I'm going to okay, say it's Valhalla. Right, okay. It's Valhalla. What is Valhalla? Just real quick. Okay, Valhalla is a game where you play as a bartender in a cyberpunk dystopia, and you don't get to see a narrative about this dystopia from the front lines of the events happening. It's You're basically soaking up the lore and experiences of the people living in this world via the conversations over beer they have while debriefing after their day. So people will come into the bar and you'll talk to them and you play the you play the good bartender where you sort of like let them vent at you and the only choice you have, the only like interactive element of the game it's a visual novel. The only interactive element of the game is mixing drinks. So if someone comes in and asks for a drink but is like vague on how strong they want it, you know, then you have sort of a hidden choice there where you can choose to um, like spike it more or give them less alcohol, you know, whatever. Story diverges in those ways. And then you try and make enough money to continue to pay your bills and stay afloat. And it's just sort of like, a, I call it a coffee game, you know, or like whatever you want to drink. It's just a really relaxing thing to like read and sit in and enjoy. There's no real challenge. It's just like a hangout game. It's a, it's a chill out game, you know? Cool. And it's really damn good. Good enough that I have a poster on my wall, and a cup, and a coaster, and a plushie. Because I, I got kind of obsessed with Valhalla for a bit.
1: Our cat tried to kill the plushie this morning. She
0: did. Oh, no. Rest in yeah, peace. that's it. That's my game.
1: That's your game. Mine's not Uncharted 4. <laughs> and it's not Yakuza Kiwami. And it's not JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Eyes of Heaven.
0: What is it? Overwatch. Yep. yep. Ooh, okay. I know The
1: community stinks. The community stinks, like the gross bathroom and bug snacks. but, um, <laughs> I, for the first couple years of that game, I really did feel a sense of community with the other people who played it. I think that Jeff Overwatch is incredibly charming, and I think that for a lot of people, he was the reason why, like, that game was so fun. It was, you know, he was a, a thing on the internet for a while, but, um... It's the only shooter I've ever really fallen in love with. I think the art is incredible. The lore is really cute and good and meaningful sometimes, and it's just a lot of fun when you're not playing with other people, (laughs) is the thing about it, so.
2: I I also had really fond memories of that game. I grew up playing Team Fortress 2, which is another, like, skill-based, (laughs) class-based, not skill-based, what am I saying here, class-based shooter. Um, yeah. With a very, very similar like gameplay loop that Overwatch has, so Overwatch was really cool for a while, um, and then the Blizzard stuff happened, and yeah. then, coincidentally, around that time, it also just like just plateaued in quality.
0: It just went like way down. Um, think about think about service games, right? It's like they're always going to have a golden age because you can't yeah. like if you promise you're going to constantly update and add new content, it's going to get burdened under its own weight, yeah. and you can't. You can't, like, convince the community ever that it's the right time to stop adding to the game. You will never
2: be able to... I I will never be able to relive the same experience I did playing TF2 in, like, 2016. Janelle will never be able to play the same Overwatch that she played in 2016, right? Did I say 2016 for TF2? Because that was not 2016. I meant, like, 2012. Anyway.
1: But um, I think another thing about it is, like, I played during beta and I was there on launch day and I really liked it for a few years until I bought a PC because I never played on mic before then but I know not every um, woman who talks on mic has this problem well they probably do but like that game became no longer fun for me when I couldn't play with my teammates without being harassed and I understand that Blizzard has done a lot to try to Combat the toxic players but that really made that unpleasant for me yeah. so it sucks when a game that you really like is ruined by other people and not just because the developers made choices you don't like it kind of yeah one of my friends yeah. in
2: high school um, her username was that one artist chick or something like that she wouldn't even talk on a mic and people would already be like shade her in, in voice chat at her even though she wasn't saying anything because they knew she was a woman so yeah she went and changed her name to just the acronyms i think it was or just changed it entirely i honestly don't remember but
1: it sucks yeah and yakuza kiwami is the worst yakuza game (laughs) but whatever
0: bold claim the worst have you played yakuza 3
1: yeah we both liked that game a lot (laughs)
0: yeah it's uh got some cute kids got some cute orphans Love those get to orphans. A, get, to, get to be a dad in Yakuza 3.
1: Yeah, it's perfect.
0: It is. Gotta love those well, orphans. Well, that has been the Animal Gamescast episode 46 containing not just your review of Bug Snacks, but, but also of Yakuza 3 and Kiwami, no. apparently.
2: And,
0: and also Joe Biden. Joe Biden. And, and Joe Biden. Is also, was he reviewed Biden. or was he present? He was both. It sounds like both. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. It was both. Um... You, listeners, it's up to you to figure out which game review was a metaphor for our review of Joe Biden. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've been it's, Nolan.
1: It's up to you to figure out which of those games is Joe Biden's favorite video game. Tweet us. Oh,
2: definitely Yakuza 3. Joe Biden's favorite video definitely. game is just a pack of playing cards that he just, like, will build houses of <laughs> on his desk. The man's, like, 80. <laughs> well, oh, okay. Uh, he likes Wii Bowling. Yeah, yeah okay. I like, like Wii, Wii bowling. bowling. We all like Wii Bowling. I like we Bowling. Joe but Biden, Wii. call us if
0: you want to play Wii Bowling. Hey, I'll play... You know what? I, I'll even play Wii Boxing with you. Well, you can't do that. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, oh. whoa. That's how much I'm down.
1: You can't punch the president. You can't threaten the no, president.
0: No, that's why it's on the Wii, though. It's like a layer of separation, right? It's kind of like talking about policy without talking. <laughs> <laughs> you're, 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 you're just punching the air with some pieces of plastic. Oh, you know, it's great. Yeah. Anyways, my name is Nolan. With me has been... Apparently
1: Joe President elect Biden <laughs>
0: bug snacks and also uh, I, I President Barack <laughs> Obama. That's my name, that's who I am, can you not tell from I'm, my voice?
1: I'm President Jed
0: Bartlett. <clears throat> Ooh <clears throat> President Jed Bartlett on the Emerald West Wing.
1: And I love basketball.
0: I too love basketball. And we'll talk more about that on Emerald Games Cast, episode forty seven. Don't take our Joe Biden jokes and confuse us or conservatives. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. <laughs>